0: You're listening to the Moon Grafon Show podcast on KPL965.com.
1: The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly
2: Gulf Coast Bank associate.
3: I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report.
2: Small business sentiment darkened last month. The National Federation of Independent Business says its small business optimism index declined in August from July. Inflation remains a major concern for small businesses, and the survey says the labor market is still tight. Some Wall Street analysts are skeptical that JetBlue's plan to merge with Spirit Airlines will be approved by regulators. Analysts at CFRA say JetBlue's action this week to transfer Spirit's operations in Boston and at Newark Liberty Airport to Allegiant is likely not enough to salvage the deal. Apple shares are slightly higher. Its iPhone 15 is revealed today. Oracle shares are losing ground after the company's lukewarm forecast. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jenny Kosola. Invested in you.
0: Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER.
4: To 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word shelter to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold.
5: Paid
6: for by Birch. They still haven't captured him.
7: I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We're not evacuating homes at this point. We're asking residents to be vigilant and again, lock their doors.
6: Now that Danilo Cavalcante, who broke out of a prison in Pennsylvania 12 days ago, is armed, stealing a gun late last night from an open garage in East Nant Mill.
7: While the homeowner was in it and that he grabbed a 22 rifle that was leaning in the corner of the garage, the homeowner drew a pistol and fired at Cavalcante as he fled with the rifle.
6: State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens says they're searching by air on the ground in the woods using canines. Cavalcante escaped nearly two weeks ago, days after getting a life sentence for murdering an ex-girlfriend. The House is back in session today and ready to up the ante in their Biden investigations. Fox News confirming House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is likely going to tell other House Republicans that an impeachment inquiry against President Biden is the, quote, logical next step. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. Republicans are looking into whether then-Vice President Biden profited from his son Hunter's business dealings overseas and whether those deals had any impact on policy decisions. Former President Trump wants a judge off his case ahead of a looming 2020 election-related trial. Attorneys for former President Trump say past public statements about their client's connection to the Capitol
0: riot call into question the fairness of the federal judge in a motion for her accusal. District Judge Tanya Chutkin was nominated to the federal bench by former President Obama. She has handed down some of the toughest sentences for convicted January
6: 6th rioters. Fox's Jared Halpern, if the judge refuses, the trial is set for March 4th. Google's going on trial today, accused by the federal government of antitrust violations and building a dominant search engine. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is now in Russia, maybe preparing an exchange, giving weapons and ammo for Russia to use in its war in Ukraine for economic and nuclear aid. America's listening to Fox News. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out, like your social security number or password, for you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But everyone can save up to 25% off their first year with promo code NEWS. Go to lifelock.com.
8: Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. When a restaurant closes, my reaction is,
9: that sucks. They had good steak. When regional banks close or three of them
5: close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold
8: reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833 833- 404 Gold. That's eight three three four zero four 404 g News Talk 965 KPL Bro Bridge Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and
5: Wealth
10: Management Studios online at Matthew dot James.com. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show. My suit can still make an impression.
11: And my lamp can bring others a bright future.
0: Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
8: Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233 7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 965 KPL. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Cunningham, and I
10: want you to join me for my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, at its new time every weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 k The
0: views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 k or Town Square Media. Ooh.
3: Oh, welcome. This is Moon Grafon. I know it don't sound much like me, but uh, whew, you cut the grass and don't listen to your bride. That's what happens. You lose your voice. But uh, we think we'll be able to manage. Anyway, great to have you with us. We're, on, we're in Baton Rouge today. we had at Guaranteed Broadcasting. and we'll be here until uh, 11 o'clock. And uh, looking forward to it. We appreciate our friends at Guaranteed Broadcast and Talk 107.3 FM. I am expecting Representative Rick Edmonds. He's running for the Senate against Barry Poison Ivy. And uh, we we'll visit with him. Uh, Monique uh, Appendix will join us as well. She's running District 66. Uh, Late in the program, Brian, Brian Howden will join me. And Scott McKay will join us at 1030. So kind of got a good lineup for you today. And uh, just waiting for Rick to come in and, and visit with him. He'll be here in just a few minutes. Also, I do want to mention my good friends at Shucks. If you had not tried the original Shucks in Abbeville, you don't know what you're missing. Shucks, great seafood, always fresh, always fresh. But you got to go to the original Shucks. It's in Abbeville, Louisiana. they always packed out. I'm telling you, if you want a good time, Shucks is the place to go. The seafood, Bert and David and him do a really, really super job there. And if you hadn't been out there, you don't know what I'm talking about. You need to go. The food is really good and atmosphere. And you got, they take big groups and and things of that nature. So, shucks is why it's happening, folks. And it is a month with R in it. But David and them laugh at that because they sell good oysters year round. Shucks, don't forget them. All righty. Uh, as we rock and roll. Uh, by the way, uh, a judge. There was a. There was an ad running during the. What was it? The. Uh, was it LSU game or the Saints game? And uh, the, the ad is basically uh, talking about Jeff Landry, uh, a judge. A judge has just ruled that they can't run that ad. Come sit down, sir. I got you ready to roll, my brother. I'm going to let you get a little closer to me, a little closer than you ever want to be. All right, all right, let me get your mic set up. Anyway, the judge is rude. Let me put, let me put you really, you know, you do, need, you do need to put that on. You don't need this. A, a judge is just rude. Let me get you set up, Rick. That the ad cannot run anymore. It was an ad attacking, uh, attacking Jeff Landry. And we'll see what happens because there's going to be a ruling, I think, Thursday. And then we'll see. But uh, I'll get to that a little later in the program. First of all, let me get this straight up. Mr. Rick, how you doing? Man, I tell you, I'm
12: rolling. That's what I'm doing. I see you brought your better half with you today. Man, that's my better half. You know, that's, <laughs> that's my childhood sweetheart. Come on. You, She's still putting up with you. In, in, <laughs> I'm going to talk to her after the show then. Look, I am, I'm trying to be sworn in in January. And in February,
3: we'll be married 50 years. Wow. Congratulations. What? Congratulations to blessed. you. For her, let's pray.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, You always do that because I, I, I don't mind you getting mad at me because I'll make you mad, but I don't want her to get mad at me. Well, I don't blame you. Rick, uh, what's the district? What Senate district is this?
12: Senate District 6. It's uh, Bodie White. It's termed out.
3: And, uh, you
12: know, he's been in about 20 years, about, uh, probably about 8 in the House, about 12 in the Senate. He endorsed me in January. so.
3: Uh, but I know you feel good
12: about the race. I do. I do. I feel very good about the
3: race. I, I've uh, and you know me enough to know I challenge you guys, and I will continue yeah. doing. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. But the one thing I do know for sure is we got to change the Senate. Yeah. And uh, what are your plans? For you to go to Senate because the Senate looks like to me. And let me back up and look at it from. Over there. It looks like a country club. It looks like we're just going to do it with the senator test. The Senate is always tied to the governor. It just looks like if it's a bad governor, and I think we've had a bad governor. The senator just goes along with the governor, yeah. and I think it needs to be more independent. Uh, you know, if you make it into the Senate, how do you see it as a, as, as a new senator?
12: Yeah, I think, you know, I think you know my work ethic. I'm a worker. Uh, I, I indeed want to get in and tackle issues and problems. I've done that with this particular governor. I have fought against fraud and waste and abuse, uh, wasteful spending. But crime's the deal, Moon. And, uh, and even bad. though I know you're asking a specific question of how you change things, I'm just telling you, we have to treat the Senate and the House like we're in crisis mode. We've got to start right now.
3: But it seems like the Senate has killed so much good legislation. Well, that's why I asked the question. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bigger picture deal. Yeah. I understand the crime. We can get into issues. Yeah. But it seems like that position, we need some change out in that Senate. We need eight or ten new people in that Senate and I saw the ones that are leaving, and I'm glad they're leaving, a lot of them. Yeah. But on the flip side, I'm just saying that needs to be a – the Senate more than the House needs to step up. That's all I'm saying. I think it needs to step up.
12: I think guys like me are ready to go to work. I love getting to do this, and I am ready to go to work. And I think that even that work ethic, is a push in the Senate. Um, I think sometimes they have an easier schedule. You know, we work in the House. I mean, we're – I never miss. Eight years, I had not missed a day
3: in wow. eight years that yeah, nobody's gonna say that well i just i just i'll go back and tell you i just think the senate needs to be yep. where we draw the line to say because you know rick i'm i if i gotta hear one more story about somebody's kids leaving yeah it breaks my heart because yeah. uh none of these kids want to leave first of all i agree but number two i was talking to a guy yesterday he moved back he moved back from georgia he's in this area and he said moon he said we were gone for X amount of years and we came back and he came back because his his parents are getting old. One of them still living. Uh, he has a daughter here. He said, but he said, man, I'm going to tell you what I was making twice the money. My car insurance is twice as much. And he went on, he said, I hate to say that because I really love being back here. He said, we might, not can stay. And that broke my heart. Great guy, great business guy, works for a big company. Those are the type stories we have to reverse. Yeah how do we reverse it what do we do to change things well
12: i really believe that we uh we have to start with our three major cities that are in the top ten in crime i i don't think we can change all of these other things education we got reform we got issues all true um better jobs better training job force development i can go in any one of those areas you want to go in but the truth is if shreveport baton rouge and new orleans aren't safe people are not going to stay you can't let people break into cars you can't let these cities go out of control we got mayors that are not taking issue with criminals that are on the street we got to push the da's I, i'm gonna tell you i believe that there's the heartbeat now of the people that are saying enough is enough and we've got to take i love new orleans i've loved it ever since i was a everybody
3: loves new orleans love they love it, but not, they don't no, love not, what it's turned we're not, to. We're not
12: going We're not going to New Orleans now. We, we've got to l- – listen, I ain't going to start with day one with a package of bills to start with, directly with a brand-new administration and a brand-new governor that basically says we're taking back the streets. That's what we've got to do, and it has to start with law enforcement. As much as I want to talk about job development and, and, and bringing ITEP and reform, because I'm, I'm all over all that stuff, but the reality is, is people are – are not going to feel safe they're not going to stay and I,
3: I believe that with all my heart is the problem in louisiana too big to solve because you're focused on one and that's fine yeah. i'm glad you are. we got to focus on that one yeah but are they so many so big because we've allowed we've allowed this to take place just like when, i'll give you an example when somebody tells me we got an 18 billion dollar backlog in roads right I go right to the leadership of the governor, the yep. speaker, and the president. Not necessarily this one, all the way back. Yep. Who who allows us to get that far behind? That's a lack of leadership, Rick. Yep. You know, when they got to be a big and then too big, and don't you think somebody, and well, by the yeah. way, you hadn't been there the whole time. Yep. But then somebody said, hey, oh, we got a problem. We better fix it. We wait for the problem to get so big, it becomes unfixable.
12: Yeah. Well, I refuse to let my – you asked the question, Is we've got too many big problems, we can't solve them all. Well, you, look, I could, I could go down that trail, but I refuse to let myself think that way. I got up this morning, and, and I, I've got multiple places to be today. I really believe well, – You that, came to the best place, the I did. I came <laughs> first here, right here. You called, I'm here. Is that true? You yeah. called, I'm here. I believe with all of my heart that people in America and Louisiana in general – they are looking, continue to looking for something to hope for. I, I don't have my head to sand. I, we got lots of problems. But I still believe that people in America will not give up on the hope of the American dream. I just will not let my th- myself think otherwise. I, I don't think
3: you need to, but uh, we gotta, we got to start. you got to fix a problem. Yep. Once you find it, there's ways to fix the one, problem. One bite if you don't, I know, but if you don't head that way, yeah. You can't ever get there. Well and, and 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 one of my biggest, and you probably heard me say maybe you haven't. I hate the term step in the right direction. I hate it in Louisiana because when I looked, example, Texas. Yep. We're not Texas. Nope. Let's not try to be like Texas. But when we look at some things Texas is doing, so here we are, we need tax reform. Texas just raised their uh homestead exemption. Raised it sure. from 25, forty. A hundred thousand out. Why? Because they have the friendly business atmosphere. They say to the property tax owners, "Don't go nowhere. We love y'all. We're gonna give you some money back. Yeah. We're gonna let you prosper here." Yeah. That's not the mentality of the Louisiana uh, uh, people. It's not. So look,
12: because- you, you're right. If we don't, if we don't take this serious like a crisis, and we don't take it in crisis mode, it's a difference in crisis mode. When we flood, we change. When we have a hurricane, yeah. we change. If we, if we as governors and senators and representatives... We need we, some urgency, Rick. If we don't take it in crisis mode, you're right. Nothing's going to get done. It'd be the same old story. I, I,
3: I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear... You know what I like to hear stories? Man, my kids moved back because they got good yep. jobs. My kids moved back and I can be by my grandkids. Yep. They're out there, yep. but that's not the norm. Well, let me just tell you something. I still, I've got eight grandchildren. And
12: four great sons and daughter-in-laws, and I love, I'm watching my kids play volleyball and soccer. They're all here. All, well, now four, three out of four. Three out of I, four. Got, I got
3: four out of four. Three, how many kids I got, Rick? I got four out of four still here.
12: I was at a high school football game on Friday night uh, right outside of my district with two of my grandchildren that are about uh, 10 years old. And I, I opened up my eyes at a grandparent's night at a brand-new school, went to the football game, and, see, and I still see the hope that's in the eyes of my little kids. And I will not. I refuse to let go. I will die doing it. I will yeah. push that hard. We,
3: we just, we just got to do things instead of steps in the right direction. Yeah. I'm telling you, if y'all come back and tell me it's a step in the right direction, yeah. you <laughs> lose me. You lose me because I want well, – I'm watching Texas. We move it one inch to Texas, and they run 20 yards. Let me take a break. We'll come back one okay. more quick okay. segment. Okay. Rick Edmonds is his name. He's Representative Rick Edmonds. He's running for District 6 in the Senate. And uh, by the way, he's the guy to vote for. I'm a nice guy, I like to tell people the truth. We'll take a break, be right back.
0: The Louisiana Republican Party endorsed Liz Merle for attorney general. That's no surprise, Liz is one of us. An eighth generation Louisianan, LSU tiger, wife and mom with a concealed carry permit. She's Louisiana Solicitor General. That means when Louisiana goes to court, we send Liz Merle to fight for us. Liz has defeated Joe Biden's lawyers time and again. When Biden came after our oil and gas jobs, Liz stopped them. She fought for the unborn at the US Supreme Court. During COVID, Liz stood for freedom. When a pastor was arrested for holding church service, Liz defended our rights to worship. She stood up for us, protected our freedoms, and she keeps criminals where they belong, in jail. Liz is our fighter. She will work nonstop to keep Louisiana safe, and free. For Attorney General, vote Liz Merle, Louisiana's fighter. Paid for by safe and free Louisiana, not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee.
4: 70% of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen. Or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections.
3: Hunter Lundy, Governor.
4: Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana.
2: Dr.
3: Moon graphon, yes, voiceless Moon graphon, How you like that? Uh, we had guaranteed broadcast in 107.3 FM Talk 107.3. We well, humbled to be here. Uh, honored to have uh, Representative Rick Edmonds, he's running in Senate District Number Six. That's Bodie White's. i uh, calling his old district, but he's still a senator until the next one's put in. And I know you're running against somebody. Hey, look, I, I'm not going I'm not here for you to talk about the, uh, the other guy, but. The bottom line is I call him Barry Poison Ivy because he was a fraud squad member. You guys in the conservative House stuck together and we had a bunch of 23 Republicans went over and voted for that. And I, and I want to thank you personally for not going over there and giving Democrats power when Edward's was power. What they did, they all should pay a price. And the price should be simple. They should not be... Some have already been reelected. Some moved to the Senate. Every one of those folks should be beat. And it should be beat on principle. And I thank you running on principle.
12: Well, I... Uh Listen, I love the district that I'm running in. I love the job I get to do. That's good people. And uh, my district is phenomenal, very conservative. But that's the central area, right? Central and South Baton Rouge.
3: Okay, so you do know I married a central girl. No, I did not. (laughs) Yeah, I married a central girl. Sure did.
12: Well, I don't know if I want you out there campaigning
3: or not. <laughs> no. But, hey, Rick, if you were smart, you would uh, have me uh, go for your opponent. You would have a better chance of I winning. Do, <laughs> I put
12: Cindy out there on, on the trail. That's what I do. No, no,
3: I am a, I'm married to, uh, the, the, she was a DeGirolamo. Wow. Uh, she's a nurse. I call her Nurse Ratchet because, you know, when you're married to a nurse, and, and, and so, you know how women, your wives do, they, they rub you on the back and they feel something. And so my wife, being a nurse, thinks she needs to remove it. Yeah. So, I always tell her, I don't know if she's really trying to remove it or she's saying, you know, I didn't like what you said yesterday. I go, oh. <laughs> so, I don't know if she's removing it or trying to get me back for something I said. So,
12: look, you did Nurse Ratchet, and, and that's one flew over the cuckoo. I knew where you went. <laughs> I'm the only one who can pick this up. I'm too old to remember. Uh, hey, I,
3: I try right. to convince people how well, smart my wife is, and then they say, well, she married you. Yeah. And I say, well, I, everybody makes a mistake. You know, Rick, There's, uh, I mentioned all the problems and situations, but what are, you, what are voters telling you besides the crime? You're out there, I know you're walking doors and talking yeah. to people, your brides talking to people. What are voters telling you guys? Because they've got to be concerned. If they're like me, I'm just concerned about Louisiana. Yeah. All this money, all this federal money. When all that stops, yeah. where are we going? Yeah. What's the next job, business? Uh, how about the whole people?
12: So I think you got a couple of people. All, you mentioned people leaving Louisiana. I think yeah. people... Talk about that a lot. So we don't want our next generation people leaving. I don't want none of them we got to stop that. Yeah. There's no question that that's a that's an issue people talk about across the board. In the central area, they talk a lot about infrastructure. There's um, a, a, there's a lot of, of prov- provisions have been given. Bodie's done a good job of making certain that roads and bridges have have been done. But still, a ton of work to be done out there. So that's a big issue in central. Um, in the um, in the South Baton Rouge area. Um, I think people are still extremely interested in what we're going to do with education. Uh, we, You know, our kids can't read. Uh, they can't do, read mastery level. We are doing better. Uh, I'm not going to use your phrase because I don't want you to No, no, no. Show, no. But, I, I, um, I have
3: the superintendent on uh, Kate Brumman, quite often. He's a very he's a good guy. I love guy. him. Guy. I think he's great. a good guy. Great for the state.
12: And he he needs to stay in that job when he keep pushing. Absolutely. Them. I agree with he's that. He's a great guy. I agree with so that. So we are making progress uh, uh, on some mastery levels, uh, but... The bottom line is is that K fibers are starting already two grade l- levels behind, um, and when they're two grade levels behind, that's the max. Moon, uh, you know, when I used to right when off. I did school, I've been in school work all my life, and when you test a kid, and this is just a rule of thumb, if a kid is past two grade levels in his reading, man. You've got to pull that kid out of that. You've got to put them in some, something special. You've got to have some kind of training, com, com, uh, computer training, other things that you work with a student. Because once they get past two, you can't catch them up. And if we're in a classroom, let's just say 25 kids, and six or seven of them are two or three grade levels behind, it completely disrupts the entire class. So we've got to change class structure. I mean, this is reform oh, that some, do, some people are not going to want to do. Let but me ask you a question. No, we, we, look,
3: you've been here all your life. Louisiana? Uh,
12: born and raised
3: in Shreveport. Okay. I'm born and raised here. Yep. I've never seen education reform yet. Yeah. Now, when I say that, that's not to be ugly. The fact is, if somebody's doing it right somewhere else in the country, yep. if somebody's doing it right in the state, yep. why, don't we, why don't we imitate that? Yeah, we're doing some of it. I know, but but and I think Kay Bromley is dynamite. I do. Yeah. But I've never seen it work, and I'm afraid the people that are leaving are not uneducated. It's the educated. Yeah. And we made it easy to be poor here. We made it hard hard to prosper here. And so educated kids are looking at this and going, hey, I can go get a job in Dallas making – you know how kids are today? Yeah. I can make 30000 more in Dallas than I can in, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. So what they do is they take the money because we live in a me, 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 now, now, now version. Right, but but it, it getting outside
12: of reading for K-5 and up, if I mean, when you get into that level of higher education, you're right, we have a lot of higher education people lead it, but what we really don't have is enough money that we spend on technical care because those ki- those guys can graduate with some credentialing uh, with our uh, issues of, of job training and job development. They can get a $90,000 job like that. Real quick, for, uh,
3: I want you to tell voters how to get in touch with you. Where are you at on a .45? Are you there yet to figure out if you're going to extend it, not expand it, or that's something you're going to have to no, look I at?
12: Was not, I didn't vote for the Yeah, I mean, You didn't five vote five, for the or four
3: penny or the .45. No, well, no, why no. would you extend that?
12: No, I wouldn't extend it. No, because, no. first of all, first thing that has to happen is is we've got too many uh, – we're bloated in government. So it's a, I think the first thing that has to happen is that we've got to eliminate some voiceful speech. Real quick, how can
3: people get in touch with you?
12: RickEdmonds.com. That's the easiest thing to do. Uh, find me there. And, um, listen, I don't mind. them having my cell phone number. i give it give to you. Give it me. real quick. 225-678-3837. You call me. I'll do my best to get back in touch with you. Rick
3: Edmonds, the real conservative in, in Senate District 6. I'm You're the man. All right. Take a break. Be right back.
13: Our jobs, our kids, our values are worth fighting for. This is Jeff Landry. That's why as attorney general, a police officer and sheriff's deputy, I help take criminals off our streets. As governor, I will work to keep them out of our neighborhoods. It's why as a parish economic development director and as a small business owner, I helped to create hundreds of jobs for Louisiana. Our state deserves a great economy. As governor, I will cut the red tape that's harming our business owners. As a son of a school teacher, I believe every kid deserves a great education. We must protect them from harm and from woke politics in the classroom. This is Jeff Landry. If you believe in Louisiana, I ask for your vote for governor. And join me at JeffLandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released.
14: The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified. Liz Merle for Attorney General. Paid for by Liz
15: Merle for Attorney General. I'm Mike Francis, and I'm running for Secretary of State. I'm going to work as hard for you as I did with the great people that helped me build a leading energy business. We work together as a team, and we got the job done. In Louisiana, we don't run from the challenges in front of us. We roll up our sleeves, and we get the job done. I believe in you, and together, we can move Louisiana forward. Vote for Mike Francis for Secretary of State, paid for by Friends of Mike Francis.
11: Are you
3: lo- This hour of The Moon Graffon show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management, online at matthewjames.com. Well, welcome back, Moon Griffon Show, the Voiceless Moon Griffon Show. Great to have you back with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, I am honored and uh, it's an enjoyment to have Monique appending. I hope I'm saying that right. Monique, I got it. And and what she is, she is the candidate for District 66 in the Baton Rouge area. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. I owe Monique an apology, folks, two of them. Uh, Let's go to the second one first. Uh, Last week, I was supposed to be here on Tuesday. Uh, As you know, I've been fighting this sinus mess. I didn't have a voice. It it was worse than now, if you can believe it. So I didn't do the show. Uh, I took a shot in the hip. (laughs) So Monique shows up with donuts, and I'm not here. And I forgot to call her. And I am sorry about it because you were not the only one that was supposed to be here. So I apologize, and I hope you accept my apology. Of course. course. The second apology uh, is from, uh, what was the second apology? I had two of them for you. Boy, I'll tell you what, well, when you get old, you can't remember everything. It was another apology that I had for you, and I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I should have apologized to you because I should have i should have at least called you. Uh, Monique, let's talk a little bit about you and who you are. Give a background of you, yourself, what you've done and uh, what you did for a living and all that kind of stuff. Give us a little
1: background. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, my name is Monica Penning, and I am running for House District 66. I'm from Louisiana, born and raised in Louisiana. I'm from Alexandria, I graduated from Alexandria Senior High, Wow. and I moved down uh, to Baton Rouge. Uh, I'm a graduate of Southern University. I've also attended classes at LSU, so I call it Cat Country. Hey. I'm a Jaguar and I'm a Tiger fan. You, you're well. loving it down here. I am. Okay. I am, uh, and I've I've worked in government for over 25 years.
3: Uh, oh, that was my second apology. Let me yeah, say right. it now because the first one, Monique, I'm glad you said that. So me Monique called me and says, uh, they want to get on the program. I said, sure. He said, but I got a bone to pick with you. I said, uh, matter of fact, whoever you got in touch with or you left Murray, he said, I got a bone to pick with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I don't know this lady. I mean, most people that pick bones with me, I mean, it's because I made the comment. I said, be careful, people that's coming out of government running for office. Mm-hmm. I said, it always worries me because that's all they know. Mm-hmm. And Monique said, that is not true. <laughs> you remember right. that? I do remember <laughs> I so remember. my first conversation with you was you were, you were getting on me, mm-hmm. but 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 I understand. But I, I really don't mean that everybody, mm-hmm. but there are some people that came from government and that's all they know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was making the comment. Mm-hmm. I didn't say everybody, but that's right. since I didn't say it wasn't everybody, right. I apologize, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of us are very, very good and we're very engaged uh, public servants. I actually wish more public servants would actually take the courage because it takes courage to run. You know, because often we we know things and and we look and and we are, as a legislative uh, aide or staff person, there are things that we look at. And I was listening to some of the conversations earlier. And one of the things that I'll talk about for just a moment, like dealing with crime, the whole issue of crime. You know, there is this saying about often people look at the outside, but let's look in the inside. You know, and I'll and I'll you know give the Department of Corrections credit and and the leadership, you know, Secretary uh, LeBlanc. Uh, One of the things that uh, that I look at as a as a staff person, or that I would look at to let you know and give a good pulse. Did you know that only 20% of those that are eligible for educational programs inside facilities actually participate?
3: That's low.
1: That's right. That's real low. So when you look at indicators, and when they go to get out, they're not going to be
3: probably. Let me ask you a question about that. Great topic. So you get people that are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. There are some very educated people that are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. they are the more probably uneducated. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean they're not smart. They're just right. not educated properly. Mm-hmm. So when you get 100 prisoners and only 20% are trying to there better you. themselves, if any of the other ones get out,
1: they're going to have problems. That's right. So when you talk about a crime issue, so. But
3: you can't force them to do that, can you?
1: No. You can't force somebody to learn, can you? That's right. You know, but when you talk about the crime issue, one of the things that I look as a staffer, right, that I would look at to give you a good pulse, if only 20% of those that are eligible to participate in in these educational programs are participating, well, then what's going on with the other 80%? Sure. And then there's also a waiting list. So to me, if you have fifteen thousand people that are being released, or on average this past year there was fourteen thousand over fourteen thousand, and if you just play with the numbers that are eligible, let's say it's ten thousand. If you only have two thousand of those,
3: that have of taken the ten,
1: right? You have a problem. But
3: do you do you force them?
1: Well, I mean, uh, there's, this is a
3: bad way to put it, but I'm gonna put it: Do you force them to become educated?
1: No, but they have incentives. They get credit, right? You know. Why, so, would,
3: why would somebody that's, I guess they're in prison for a reason too, why would somebody take advantage of that? So, you know what, this is not the life I want to live.
1: It could be any number of reasons, but I'm just looking at the numbers. I can't get into the psychology of it, if you will. Sure, yes, ma'am. You know, but I look at it as an indicator. I mean, is it a resource allocation issue? Do you focus or put more resources toward making sure that they may have a skill when they get out, right? Sure, sure. So they have a living wage or or something. You you think about the LCTCS system, you know, and you think about some of the things that people can learn, trades. You have so many jobs that are available, but if you don't have the skills, right, to take on those jobs. If
3: you go to prison and you are uneducated, your chances of coming out of land doing well are pretty slim. Mm -hmm. Not impossible. Right. But pretty slim. Right. And then, if you could take like you said, I didn't realize we ran fourteen to fifteen thousand people in and out of prisons every year,
1: yeah, and that's that's a state those are state prisoners. I know one of the conversation I had recently with some uh, other individuals these are still state prisoners and state facilities, and do you have prisoners and state prisoners and local facilities? So when you start getting into how do we deal with that i mean there's a there's there's a whole there's a lot more
3: than fifteen thousand
1: that's exactly right what
3: Okay, since you came across this, do you feel like you, you have a solution to try to fix this?
1: That 20% number needs to go up. I mean, there's a 20% waiting list. But is that a, is that
3: a money thing? Is that, because, look, you just saw record money coming into the state. Mm-hmm. Now, most of it's federal. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody said. We're not creating enough dollars to run our economy. Why didn't people, if everybody's worried about crime, why was this ever brought to anybody? Does anybody yes. ever know these numbers? In the They're there. Correction? I okay. pulled
1: them. They're there. Okay. You know, and that's part of what I like, the fact that I have the experience and the expertise, you know, going in knowing it. I think it, that's a look, good thing for you. I think it's a positive thing because it could be that it was there but not really understanding. Yes, and ma'am. say, well, you know what? We need to look at this. We, if, if it's a resource allocation, not necessarily an appropriation for the agency. It could be a, an appropriation, but it could be, look, let's not use funds here. Let, let's put our resources here. Let's begin to increase the educational uh, component for those people who are, who are incarcerated, right? And so that's one of the things that I looked at and, and I'm, I'm still encouraged by it. Then you ha- there are other, other indicators, other things that I look at. I don't know if, if you track or if you look at it, but you have things like offender that have uh, attacks on or assaults on staff. Those numbers need to go down too. Yeah you know, then you have offender-on-offender assaults as well. Those numbers need to go down because if they're doing it inside the facilities now, once they're released, right, so...
3: i tell you what, behaviors, changing behavior is hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if it's good side, bad side. It's just a very difficult thing to do. Her name is Monique Appending. She's running for District 66. She wants to be the next representative from District 66. Okay, that's some background. It, what If you if you become a representative, what are, what are a couple of things that you think? I know crime's going to be mm-hmm. one of them because you pointed out. What are a couple of things that you go, you know what? Here's some things I think we need to work on to better our community. We, we got our migration. Mm-hmm. We do have a job problem. Mm-hmm. This is a fact. This is this is things that I think we need to fix besides the crime problem. Mm-hmm. So what are a couple of items that you say, you know what, Moon? Here's some things that I want to work on. Uh, infrastructure. I mean, that
1: $18.8 billion problem <laughs> needs to be addressed. Uh, walking around this past weekend, uh, one of the communities that walked in, uh, they actually have huge potholes. <laughs> And the first thing uh, that I'm
3: laughing because we do, too,
1: (laughs) right? He's like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about these potholes? You know, and so when you get into the state uh, state roads, you got local roads, you know, being able to address some of those issues because it was hard driving in there because there were huge holes and having to navigate. And so it's unfortunate. That's one of the things that we have to deal with.
3: I'll tell you a funny story. I went to church. I think it was church Kaplan. And uh, there was somebody that was selling shrimp. So I'm on a the list. They'll call me mm-hmm. once or twice a year. i go get shrimp. And I drove on the state road to get there. So I walked up to the lady. It was a lady and it was an older gentleman and these two young guys putting shrimp in a basket. So I walked up. She told me how much I paid her. And I said, by the way, I'm charging you $300. And she looked at me and she said, I was serious. Heart attack. She looked at me and said, I said, no, I didn't say you're charging. I said, you owe me $300. But a guy shoving on the shrimp stopped. And the old man perked up and said, ma'am, I want my $300. I said, sir, what owe you three hundred dollars for? I because i 'cause I'm gonna have to get a new tie and a wheel alignment and everything else for this road I drove on to get these shrimp. Mm-hmm. So that older gentleman, they laughed and I, the older gentleman was there and I said, uh, uh, I said, When they built these roads. He said, nineteen seventy one. Wow. I said, wow. I said, When did they fix them? You know what his answer was? They never have. Wow. You could tell when it was a little tar.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I mean it was let me hold you over. Her name is uh, Monique Pending. She's running for District 66. We'll come back and wrap up with her. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show, at least somewhat of a voice. And, uh, by the way, later in the program, Ron Howden's going to join me and show Scott McKay. We'll come back and, and wrap it up with Ms. Monique right after this. Sanity, doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits dot com at a school that fits I'm
0: Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Do you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message paid for by the fleming campaign the race
16: for louisiana state treasurer hasn't received much attention but the choices are simple a big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cat that had been set or a leftist democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in louisiana Or Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana treasurer. Dr. John Fleming. Tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana treasurer.
4: Y'all listen.
3: Welcome back. Moon Gryphon Show, I promise you, this is me. The voice ain't going to get worse, but uh, you quit laughing at me over there. It ain't getting better either. I love when people say you sound okay. You lying, bunch of dogs. Anyway, great to have you back. Moon Gryphon Show, 844-766-6607. It's a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Before I get back to my special guest, uh, you heard John Blanchard with Matthew James. Go to MatthewJames.com. And by the way, the one thing you're going to like about John Blanchard, he understands the tax code. He understands st- people retire and go, okay, I've got to pay on no taxes again. <laughs> hey, good luck with that attitude. You better get in touch with a guy like John Blanchard and Matthew James because there's tax burdens up the road that you may not see. Let him help you get around some of the things that you need to get around. But he does a great job of planning, planning your retirement. He can do all that stuff. But he's got questions. What about Social Security? Is it going to be there? All those questions can be answered. Go to MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. I ask for John Blanchard, super guy, knows what he's doing, and he really cares about helping you in the big picture, not just in one little area. Uh, my special guest, Monique Appending, she's running for House District right here in the Baton Rouge area. Uh, 66 is the district that she's running for. We've been Q&Aing with her a little bit about about what's going on. She had some interesting crime numbers. and uh, uh, Besides that, I was asking you, what's two or three things, I mean, uh, I, I made a, a comment a while ago to another person that mm-hmm. I've never seen education reform in a state. I don't mean that ugly. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm tired of saying that we're going to change something and we never do, okay? Mm-hmm. If teacher salary is the only problem we got, pay them $100,000, let us get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, just your thoughts on that area, or maybe maybe that's not your concentration.
1: So. I am a supporter of school choice. I think parents should be able to choose the school that that fits their child. And so I am a proponent of school choice. I mean, it's a very complex issue dealing with, you know, the public schools versus the private schools, the non-publics. And so, but I am a supporter of allowing the money to follow the child, you know, whether it's homeschool, whether it's a charter
3: school. Don't you you think that's the best way? Because, listen, let's be blunt. We do have some good public schools, here, mm-hmm. and I think you have to have a public school system. But you got some good charters, you got some good private schools. And even if somebody wants to homeschool, I don't. What what is the blowback on allowing a kid to get out of a situation that may not be good for that kid? I, I think about that. Right, I understand. We let we let these athletes in college transfer to other schools and get paid. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with trying to help people get out of the situation then?
1: I agree with you. I think that there's really no problem, right? That parents should be able, or care, caregivers should be able to choose the place that best fits their child.
3: But don't you notice in Louisiana, you may not notice this as much as me, but maybe you do because like you said, you've been there. Uh, we don't try to change much here, so we don't get different results. And when you try to change something... You have such a bureaucracy, local state, that tries to stop it. Mm-hmm. This is not, this movement is real. Mm-hmm. This movement is happening anyway, because people are sending their kids to private school, to right. sacrifice, and, and they homeschool. Mm-hmm. So it's already happening.
1: Right. It's interesting that you would bring this up, because over the weekend, in talking to voters, uh, one uh, parent, he actually uh, asked me about my, my views, because he's paying mm-hmm. $13,000 a year First child to go to private school Yeah, it's not cheap <laughs> no and and so you know and he asked my views on the same thing and I told him that I do believe the money should follow the child you know and so when you get into the issue because he said he does not want his child where his child would yeah. be going to school he just doesn't want his child to go there and so and, and it was a person that actually lives in the district and it was very interesting you know the dialogue and him wanting his child to be better and he didn't care how much it costs.
3: That's where wanted to well, no, people have been sacrificing mm-hmm. in our state for a long time to put their kids where they think they need to be. Mm-hmm. We are one of the highest uh, private school homeschooling states in the whole country. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. But I'll say it again. I know we got pockets of really good education mm-hmm. in public schools here. We do. Mm-hmm. I'm not and I'm not an anti-public school person. Right. What you're saying basically is, OK, let's give everybody where they want to go. Mm-hmm. The key is the money following. Right. And that's, that's what you for. Right. Uh, you got any thoughts on, you know, when, when you look at I me and you were talking off the air and one of the problems with, I mean, I understand homeowners because of, we, we have had a lot of floods mm-hmm. and hurricanes. Mm-hmm. That's going to, that ain't going to happen as much as they're saying wildfires. I get all that, but that's just life. But car insurance <laughs> and liability insurance, those seem to be fixable. Other states don't have near the problem we have. Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts on what we need to do? Or, uh, don't you think that should be a concern for people?
1: It is a concern. It's it's an ongoing conversation, and hopefully, you know, once but, we but, all but get I've in, I've never
3: seen anything done. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like when he said tort reforms. having a the right direction. I hate that term, by the mm-hmm. way, because it was it was no step.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's we got to find a way to do this. People, I know people are not going to be able to afford the house they live in now. But yeah. I didn't want to talk about how it's just core insurance. I, I, it seems like every time I get hit, they don't have insurance. Now, since I do most of the hitting in the wrecks, <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> I got to keep insurance. But every time I've been hit, just about maybe one time, but most of the times that I've, I've been hit, they've had no insurance. That's probably part of the problem.
1: I think it is. I think that's part of the issue. And, you know, actually, believe it or not, I believe that's also an economic development issue as well. You know, and so when when we, you know, if I can just for just a moment, one of the things I think that we need to have is a vision. You know, we need to have a roadmap. We need to have a plan, Mm -hmm. you know. And so when you get into a comprehensive approach to, you know, looking at economic development, I think that that is a a component to attracting businesses here. Right. And so I look forward for us to be able to have a comprehensive vision for the state. You know, without a vision, of people perish, right? And so Absolutely. we need to have a a comprehensive plan. You know, this is our roadmap. This is our vision. You know, for us to be able to to have buy-in, for us to be able to implement. You know, if you don't have a plan, how do you know where you're going? Yeah. How do you measure success? How do you measure <laughs> what it is that you accomplish that you want to do if you don't have a roadmap? If you don't have a plan?
3: Well, the roadmap <laughs> can't be the same thing we did yesterday and the day before. Hey, it's it's kind of out, out the box question. If you were able to be the representative, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about what committees you may want to sit on?
1: Oh, yes,
3: certainly. No, I'm, I'm curious because uh, I would think that's important.
1: Appropriations. What money? Appropriations. <laughs> <laughs> certainly.
3: Appropriations. But they'll put you on more than one. You'll sit on mm-hmm. a couple of three of them. Mm-hmm. If you don't get appropriations, what do you Appropriations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, at least hey, appropriations. You, you, that's. I think everybody wants to be on appropriations, appropriations. because it is a money committee. Mm-hmm. But. The things you've been talking about you can put money in different areas that's right okay getting right to to after go i want you to give tell people how to vote for you number one one. number two tell people how to get in touch with you first
1: certainly okay uh well again i'm monica penning and i'm running for house district 66 i have a skill set to hit the ground running to represent the district. It's a huge district. I've walked and and throughout the district, not just one part, but from the most northern part to the most southern part of the district. I'm walking, knocking on doors, talking to voters, talking to the people in the district, and I look forward uh, to representing the district. You know, and why vote for me? Because I will represent all the people. Uh, I I bring to the table the knowledge, skill, and abilities to be able to be effective immediately.
3: How do people get in touch with you if they want to participate in your campaign?
1: So my the, the website is monique4hd66.com. And if anyone wants to call me, my phone number is 225-441-9567. Okay. We want to wish
3: you the best of luck. Thanks for coming in. I know that's a, that's a tough race. Got a lot of a lot of competition for some reason in that race. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting district, no doubt about it. Okay. Well, Moni, thank you so much. Like I said, uh I do appreciate it. God bless.
1: All right, thank
3: you. All right folks, when we get back, Brian Haldine will join me and uh we'll have some fun with Brian and then uh Scott McKay will call in and join us. So let's take a break. You're listening to the Moon On Show.
6: Not to facts. The Dan Bongino Show is here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
3: Ooh. News Talk 96.5 K-P-E-L. Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The manhunt for an
6: escaped prisoner gets more intense. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News.
7: We have always considered him dangerous. Uh, we just know, we we now have confirmation that he has a firearm.
6: And Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens says Danilo Cavalcante stole that rifle last night from a garage in East Nantmale, Pennsylvania. While the homeowner was in it, he shot at Cavalcante, but the fugitive fled. So on day 13 of the manhunt...
7: Aviation assets, canines, mounted patrols, and numerous other assets have been mobilized and are currently operating in this search area.
6: Calvaconte broke out of prison last month, days after he got a life sentence for murdering an ex-girlfriend. The House is back in session today, and Speaker Kevin McCarthy is expected to tell fellow Republicans an impeachment inquiry into President Biden is the logical next step as they probe any in the involvement he had in his son Hunter's business dealings. Congresswoman Nancy Mace tells Fox.
11: I do believe an impeachment inquiry will be an essential tool in the toolbox to get at Joe Biden's bank records. And if Joe Biden has done nothing wrong, then he should have no problem with us looking under the hood. Because if the American people could see what I've seen in the SARS reports, they would know that none of this happens without Joe Biden. And we need to investigate it. the
6: White House calls this all political, insisting the president's done nothing wrong. And here is another issue they're locking Horns on. White House Budget Director Shalonda Young suspending bills
0: proposed by House Republicans would be devastating for families, students, seniors, and rural communities and undermine the economy. Her memo comes as lawmakers end in August recess and a
6: government shutdown deadline looms on October 1st. Well, that's Fox's Jared Halpern. Did Google go too far becoming the dominant online search engine? Well, today, Google's going on trial as federal regulators accuse the company of antitrust violations. America's listening to Fox News.
9: More than 38,000 U.S. veterans are experiencing homelessness across our nation. Through its Homeless Veteran Program, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is providing housing assistance and services to U.S. veterans in need. Over 500 veterans helped last year, more than 2,000 to receive help this year. If you or someone you know is a veteran who is homeless or at risk of homelessness, complete the inquiry form at T2T.org. Or donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers
15: at T2T.org. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Weekdays from 9 to 10 here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
10: The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
0: The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
3: Hello, welcome back, Mooncrofton Show. Trying to keep the keep the voice down a little bit, folks. Is uh, man cutting that aggression? Listen to my wife again. My wife would say again. Uh, anyway, so we uh, struggling along, but anyway, we are here at Baton Rouge, talk on 7.3 FM. Be here until uh, at least 11 o'clock. Uh, always enjoyed it. We appreciate Gordy, Rush, and Guarantee Broadcast, Brian, and the gang for for allowing me the opportunity to be here love it here from plackman louisiana with the school of redemptors of baton rouge and so this is home for me a lot of family and friends uh, are still here don't forget you can email me moon at dot com. moon at moongraphon.com. it's an opportunity for you to be a voice that way 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to uh I'll be part of the program is the matthew james tax and wealth management hotline and of course i got to mention my good friends at j j exterminator i've been using these folks for uh, for over 20 years they've been an advertiser for a long time but hey i know bobby john and gang they do a sensational job if you're looking for some commercial work or residential maybe you're building a new home maybe you're buying a house you got to have a termite inspection they do it all. They, one thing about them, they're always up to date on the latest and greatest techniques to kill a roach okay, or termite. Because you know why? They, they get used to a poison, and when you put it on them, you can hear them drinking. Not with, not with J&J. They figured out a new way to kill them. Anyway, they do an awesome job. They're the largest independent exterminator in the whole state of Louisiana. There's a bunch of good independents. They're the largest Louisiana company. They've done like everybody else. They've expanded into Texas, and I don't blame them. So, anyway, J&J Exterminator, if you're in Louisiana, they can service you. Make sure you check them out. All right. Let me turn the mic back up over here. We got Mr. Ron Haldane. For you people that don't know in my audience, Ron hosts 107.3 FM's Guarantee Broadcasts Morning Program. He's also the program director. Ron's got to put up with me that, and, and and other people.
8: Uh, well, no. First of all, let's be very clear. I don't put up with you. I welcome you, Moon. <laughs> That's... You, <laughs> You, you, you are my roach spray. Let me, I drink you up. <laughs> hey, I,
3: I, I just told your friend over here. I said, he said, where is he? He said, we see the big man. I said, God, I hope I still make it. <laughs> I said, boy. And then no, she fell out laughing. But, I said, I hope Ron ain't coming back to tell me something. No, you know I'm messing with you. Oh, you got to have
8: fun. Everybody in this business knows that feeling when the boss, right after the show, when the boss says, hey, that, come see me. It was right after the show. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. If yeah. I get caught in by a boss right after the show, yeah. I like to say I'm,
3: I'm, I'm sick. I got right. something I can't get out
8: of. Yeah, I'm lucky I'm not walking back down with a box. <laughs> That's how that goes. I, I was surprised I saw you come back uh, up. Really. Uh, well, thank you. It's, uh, <laughs> hey, you mentioned J.J. Sturman. And I yeah. saw them in a story on KATC out of Lafayette. Apparently, y'all got a cricket problem going on? I saw some crickets in the commode the other day. Was that mean? Is that what that is? No, it was. I was, so I do a segment on my show called The Outside In, where I try to look at the rest of the sure, state. Sure. And KATC was running a story about uh, crickets swarming in the homes, and they called on J&J because J&J knows what the heck they're uh, doing. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. But the thing about
3: it is, I'm being honest with you, I didn't catch the story, mm-hmm. but I did. <laughs> in our radio stays, I saw two crickets yesterday in the, in the urinal. And I'm going. That's not
8: where I'd want to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> but since you said it, yeah. I did see some crickets in the, in, the in the building. They're swarming all over Lafayette. I don't know. It had nothing to do with me. All right, Brian. Howdy, hey Brian. How long you you been in this business a
3: while? Man? October of 2004. Nineteen. So, yep, yep. I just celebrated thirty. That's so, so nineteen thirty there's no difference you've been around you've been around a talk game the whole time too uh,
8: yes uh, my first job was at the other news oh, – new it's w j b o uh, in Baton Rouge was where mm-hmm. I started and then I was there for about seven eight years before moving over here. How long uh, have you been on the air for us having a show so 2011, I know you had a couple stints but yeah two thousand eleven to twenty fourteen was my first stint on the air over here and then twenty nineteen to today so. it's uh it, it, so
3: you see I, I i I do the we basically do the same thing I tell people. We may do it differently. Mm-hmm. Not just you and me, but everybody. If you've got to be your own personality. Right. Uh, so so we're round, we got another election up. Yeah. And I, this is you and me talking. The governor's race, mm-hmm. the most boring race I've covered in 30 years. Yeah. I, this is not to cut anybody. This is nothing to do with the players. It's just, you know, and then it, you know, I still say in the governor's race, be careful. Be careful. I've seen people go up and down and down and up in three weeks, mm-hmm. many, many times. Yeah. But the game hadn't changed.
8: Right. It's the same thing. The fact that it's such a boring race is worrisome. Right? <laughs> well, because you don't Why? know. Why, you're in Louisiana? <laughs> yes. We've been, look, it's, it's, it's a kick dog that hollers. Yeah, we've been hollering for many, many years now. Like, we know what it feels like to get kicked. Uh, we've been looking at that in the governor's mansion for the last eight years. Um, there was no way if you had asked, if anybody asked you or me, Eight years ago, what's going to happen in a month, David Vitter, hook, line, and sinker, David Vitter. It's its, it's a stone-cold lock. If they had a DraftKings app back then, I'd have put the house well, on it.
3: I, I'll go deeper than that with you. Let's move it four years. Uh-huh. For four years, I said Edwards was a one-timer. Yeah. But let me tell you what I didn't figure. Okay? You remember what happened the first year? Uh, Dorn and Angel and everybody turned on Vitter and Republicans. Yeah. Okay. Fast forward four years, I said, can't happen again. Edwards can't win. He cannot win. one term. Eddie responded. I like Eddie. Eddie's a personal friend of mine. But when Eddie went after Ralph, Ralph's people said there was 321,000 votes Ralph got. And he beat him up. And yeah, he knew he did. Ralph didn't have the money. It's a fact. And of 321,000, half those people didn't go vote. Mm-hmm. matter of fact, you know what the turnout was in the last election? I really don't remember. 36%. That 321,000 either stayed home or voted for Edwards, a yeah. lot of them. So they handed Edwards a 40,000-vote win. And I knew I was going to be right. He was no way for that guy to win again. And, and and it's not. I'm not cutting Eddie. Eddie beat up a good guy, and there was people up there that said, I'm not voting for you. Yeah. and that's, that's So it was a little different than the first year, but it wasn't. It was the fact that Republicans beat themselves up.
8: The, Am I wrong? The, did no, no, than I did? no, no. You're not wrong, but I want to add a layer oh, to that. Where fine. were all the major players? No offense to Eddie Rasponi or to Doc, but where were all the major players four years ago? Why didn't Jeff Landry get in and against an incumbent? Where was John Kennedy in that race? All they would have walk, walked in. In a walk, yeah. they would have gotten it.
3: Well... Remember, I go back, and, and, and I'm friends with John and Jeff. I know all these candidates, okay? I am I say friends. I'm acquainted with all these people, and you are too. You got yeah. all these people come through, WAG, all of them. I know them. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy, waiting three or four months before he announced, hurt somebody else. Now, Landry claimed that the reason he didn't get in because he had four or five months of fundraising time, he lost because John decided not to run. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but that's what Landry said. So... I was, it was amazing, though, the advocate uh, made a big deal about them not getting in because they couldn't beat him, and I thought that was wrong. I thought it was wrong, too. So why didn't uh, Edwards run for the Senate race against Kennedy? Because he'd have gotten loaded up and beat bad. And the reason, besides John has been a very popular senator, we're not going to send. We vote different in the governor's race than a, in a Senate race. Very true. We're not going to send a Democrat to go help Joe Biden or Barack Obama. That's, it's yeah. why David Vitter won the second time. you going to vote for my song, who voted with Obamacare, or you're going to vote for Vitter.
8: Yeah. They didn't
3: care. All that stuff was out there the first time. Right.
8: So this has, been, this has
3: been a really boring race to me.
8: Yep. I haven't covered it a whole lot, Brian, to be honest with you. Um, I've, I've done my level best to stay all over it just because I want to be there the moment. Do you know what happens? Like, <laughs> no, that's the problem. We don't know what, <laughs> right? That's yeah, true, true, very true. But like the second, the second this thing turns on its ear, um, if it turns on its ear, like it's it, everybody else is gonna be like, I never saw that coming. It's like I, I knew something was coming. I didn't well, I, I,
3: I've, ne- I've always anticipated uh, something,
8: right? In Louisiana, that could be anything. Well, and here's the thing, though. But in 2023 would anybody care what it is or, or does hitching yourself to the Trump wagon get you over the victory line? No matter what you don't have to be your own man. You don't have to be your own person. You just have to say I'm with Trump and you're good.
3: Okay. Let me, let me, I want to explain something. You don't have to agree to it, but I want to explain it because you watch it. Okay. If you really go back to Mike Foster, he ran hard, right? Let's follow me. Mm -hmm. Bobby Jindal, hard, right? Mm Uh, uh, then you had David Vitter try to run that way, but everybody was convinced he was a bad person. Do you know what happened last time? That was all Republican boondoggle the last two times. Yeah. If I was Jeff Landry or any of the candidates, I'd run hard right. You got to get a runoff. Okay, let me tell you another thing. 36% of the people showed up in a runoff last year. Uh, you know what I think our problem is in this election? What's that? 36% might be high before what's over. For this one? I'm not saying the first round, but for the runoff. I'm telling you, there is a problem with, with turnout in the state of Louisiana voting for the governor's race. It was 36% last time for the runoff. It was 42% in the first round. Yeah. And you sitting there looking at a race that nobody's, I'm not gonna say nobody's interested. That's not fair, but they're not engaged. I, don't think, I just don't see the engagement. I don't. For the governor's well, race like I normally do.
8: That usually drives the numbers. So what could fix that? Maybe maybe moving the elections off a game day to a Tuesday like we have for federal. <laughs> well, I mean yeah, LSU plays Auburn on Election Day, and we don't. I mean we don't know start time of that game, but if it's a two thirty kickoff on CBS, most of Baton Rouge is on campus all day long, and that is going to destroy Stephen Wagner. Yeah, because,
3: because what you do is you have hundred and what, what is the tailgate
8: numbers? 30? I, I would put it upwards it? of two two hundred. Wow, oh, that thing is so big. Yeah, the number would, of You tell tailgate... me one hundred and twenty, but you're right. They see the hundred. Yeah, they seed 100, and if it's a big wow. SEC game, if it's a big draw like that, you're, you're talking about the number of people who tailgate but don't go to the game. It's huge. My big concern – Two might be a stretch, but I would round up. It just don't for matter. More.
3: It yeah. don't matter if it's 150, 180, 185. It's a
8: big number, man. Right.
3: Ron Haldene, you can catch him in the mornings.
8: Ran you your Facebook, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Talk three's Facebook page. We go live on Facebook every single day. Uh, a lot of feedback and interaction with the audience on Facebook. It's a fun time.
3: There it is, folks. So if you hadn't heard Brian, you need to make sure you check him out in the mornings. He does a great job with his program, and I mean that sincerely. I get to check it out. I was coming to town today. I listened to you the whole way in. I can hear you. Damn, you are the Lafayette. Let really? Let take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Oh, Shucks, you have been hearing me brag about Shucks been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, they're oysters, there's fish, all fresh, every day, right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks, let them cater to the event for you, or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. oh. Good. A long time ago I moved from one part of the state to the next state. And I wish I'd have known Nicole Spellman Group. Because I'm gonna tell you what, after I found out about Nicole Spellman Group, that's the only group I would use. They are sensational. They do a great job of helping people sell their homes and move to the next spot. My buddy Eric had a great experience working with the Nicole Spellman Group. He said the experience was unbelievable. He said the team made the process so smooth and so easy. And when you're in the the part of your life where you're selling house and you're trying to move First thing and the best thing you need is somebody to make you feel comfortable. The Nicole Spellman Group made them feel comfortable, at ease, and the process was so good for them. You know, say goodbye to guesswork and hello to real insight. The Nicole Spellman Group is the number one team, number one, serving the entire state of Louisiana. And, folks, that's why I trust the number one team serving the entire state of Louisiana, the Nicole Spellman Group, to sell my home. Go online to NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, or just Google Nicole Spellman Group.
1: As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day, more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at behindthehazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice.
8: For your grocery.
14: Eleanor's diagnosis is acute myeloid leukemia.
10: This is a St. Jude moment.
14: Immediately when we got here, we you get a nurse that walks around with you like for the first three days you're here to kind of give you the lay of the land and where to go. They know you're already drowning from the news that you're getting and why you're here. So they don't want you to have to figure stuff out by yourself. I know like you're here and you're not supposed to be happy or you're not supposed to smile, but it's hard not to when there's this giant community of strangers all working towards one goal. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what they believe. They are all fighting to end childhood cancer, and I think that's something that should be celebrated.
10: Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
3: by microphone show great to have you with us 844 best voice i got left brian thank you for coming in bro you are, time, you are you are championing
8: this thing to the finish line <laughs> do we, do we you know what you need you need some mic strain honey is what you need
3: uh, I, I i gotta do something before tomorrow
8: yeah uh, what
3: happens is you guys have bailed me out a lot today <laughs> I, I got to it's about as bad as i'm gonna get Oh, and it's about as good as I'm going to get right now. So I right. a whole lot I
8: can do about Brown. Well, the good news, you got McKay coming on. So you, you, just sit back and not I, say a I, word. I, I can say hi
3: and McKay automatically take I mean, yeah, me I just, in. Right? Every
8: time I've interviewed Scott, <laughs> my interview, here's my interview process with Scott. Go. And he just goes.
3: <laughs> well, he's always got something to talk about, but, uh, and it's, it's good though. Hey, you know, Brian, to me, you know, we do have, I think, some important down ballots. Lieutenant governors is done. Uh, uh, Insurance commissioner is Ooh.
8: done. I interviewed Tammy Hotard. I yesterday. got her I'm coming on Friday. Okay, so here's the thing. All right, and I'm gonna give you this. This is yours. You can have it. Because you ever think of a punchline after an interview, and you get mad at all yourself? the time. All right. So Tammy Hotard is both a Hotard and a Manning. All right. So yeah, she's got like Archie Manning, like that that lineage right there. She's part of that uh, part 19th of that nineteenth cousin, is right? Well, I don't okay. know how close. I don't know how close. But I didn't think of it until after I interviewed her. And I was like, I, after the fact, I was like, man, I should have hit her with this. Uh, she says, I'm a Manning and I'm a Hotard. I'm like, well, that's not good for your campaign because no Manning has ever voluntarily come to Baton Rouge. <laughs> hey, never come. Right. they never come. I know. Uh, unless they had to play a game. Uh, so that's, it, it, that, that's, that's, that's yours if good. you that's want per, it.
3: That's pretty good. I but anyway, uh, so really, Secretary of State's race is, is to me, the most intriguing yeah, I, I just think it's intriguing because you got you got two from the southwest, you got one here. Uh, I'm, I'm probably missing some. Oh, two here, two from here. You got Trotz-Claire, Sh- Shake Snodder. Mm-hmm. from where I'm at, You got Mike Francis and yep. Nancy Landry. So you got you got really areas of the. St- I'm not saying there's not anybody else. If I'm missing somebody, I'm pulling.
8: I'm pulling up right but now. But
3: those are the four what I call. I call them the main players.
8: You got uh, so Gwen Collins green up. I don't know if she's going to play. But well, she she's going she's going to come in second, and get a runoff, just because right. she's a
3: Democrat. If yeah. I had
8: to bet, Mike Francis is in there as well.
3: Nancy I wouldn't Landry. I wouldn't
8: gloss gloss over him. Yeah, you got Landry, Sheck Snyder, and Trosclair rounds it out. So you so. got basically they, this was funny. You
3: got a Democrat who probably be in a runoff. She was in there last time. But two major players in Lafayette area and mm-hmm. two major players here. Mm-hmm. How does that, How is that going to break out? I, I don't know. Because
8: you got to go get votes in North Louisiana and all over
3: the place. Right.
8: And That's an interesting race. It's, so I would say that benefits Clay a little bit because he's going to have a little more name recognition. Yeah, but he got a lot of negative.
3: Well, that, that don't help him.
8: So, but, how much but he does that, have money. He does have some he, money. He, he does have money. But how much of whatever negative out there translates to actually negative versus translates to I've heard that name before. So,
3: I think it's an intriguing race. The other intriguing race is the attorney general. Yeah. You got, uh, you got Stefanski and Morrell, who lives and works here, but she, she's a Lafayette girl. Stefanski's a Crowley guy. Yeah. And and then you got uh, Marty Maley. Bailey, Maley's Mailey. from here.
8: Yeah. He's I, a Baton Rouge guy. He'll be on my show later on this week. We haven't been hammered out a day yet. Uh, but, yeah, I got him coming on. I don't think, um, of, I don't know
3: if a race like that can be polled.
8: Uh, Can it? I mean, you don't, you don't, the only. That's a couvillon question right there, man. I'm I'm sure he can, but. But
3: see, see, and then the other race is treachery. McKnight from here, Fleming, a former congressman. Right. Uh, The guy from uh, Lake Charles Granger. mm -hmm. And when you go left, keep going. You're going to run into him eventually. (laughs) (laughs) He is a Green New Deal guy. Really? Really? Oh my God! He, I, so he here's the thing: an, I know nothing about this dude. Well, I, I asked him. I told him if he wants to come on, please do. But he said he's he's all in the ESGs. He wants investment in the green new deals, and all that stuff is going to come tumbling down. I'm telling you, it already is. And but he's a Democrat, so in that race with just three, you got to believe a Democrat's going to be in a runoff.
8: He's got to believe he's going to be in a runoff if there's a runoff. If there's a runoff, if there's a runoff. Well, and that's that's an interesting one because. Um, Scott McKnight should win that one. It, it, it. I, would,
3: I would not say that only because Fleming has been around. He's solid, solid conservative in the Republican Party. And everybody, a lot of people know who he is. Hey, uh, He's been a solid conservative. But
8: where has he been for the last however long? Well, he
3: worked. He was he a congress- for Trump. He, for he a worked, worked for Trump for
8: four years, I guess. Was it four years? He worked for three or yeah. four years. Yeah. He was there for most of the time. But, I mean, so you go from... Not being in the public light in, in in Louisiana to moving to a kind of a behind the scenes role in Washington DC to where's he been since twenty twenty. He's got big so, name
3: he got no, big, he big name recognition with with the conservatives and the party. The other thing, don't throw away the party endorsement. Mm-hmm. They endorsed endorse Fleming. Did they? Yes. They endorsed Fleming, they endorsed Liz Morrell. And of course we know they endorsed Landry and I was real early, but they've endorsed Fleming and uh, 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 Liz Morrell. Okay, yeah, yeah, that that you don't see that in the headlines, but they they did it, also. Interesting. Well, Brian, listen, I can't thank you enough. My pleasure, I appreciate it, man. If Always. I can help you any with any time, please let me know. I still want you to host the program. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to tell me you set up. I because I probably would have called you today with this voice and say you ready to go two more hours. <laughs> Seriously, yep. I'm I here need for to it. Have set that up because I think you do great. You do not have to agree or disagree with me. It's, it's up more fun to, when we don't. I, I, I just, but I think you can have fun with the audience. You can okay. talk to people that you, you're not talking to, and I think that'd be cool to go with the people you are talking to. I appreciate it. Okay, set him up. Set him up. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back.
14: I-10 brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted, conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general.
1: Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General.
4: Seventy percent of prison inmates read at a fourth grade level or below. We can't cut crime without fixing our schools. Participation in early childhood education reduces criminal activity by 20%. Our schools are our first line of defense against crime. Bullying stops teaching and stops learning. One in five Louisiana high school students reports being bullied on school property. One out of six will skip school at least once in the next 30 days, scared for their safety. We lead the nation in percent of high school students who attempt suicide. As governor, I'll support counseling for the bully and the child being bullied. Violent repeat offenders will go to an alternative school that teaches the citizenship and character necessary to become a responsible citizen, or they'll just go to juvenile jail. Kids can't learn if we let our schools become minor league for the Department of Corrections. Hunter Lundy, Governor.
3: Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. You can learn more at a school that at a school that fits.com. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back, Moon Grafond Show. Great for y'all. Great for y'all. Great, grateful to y'all for being on, listening to the program today. As I fight through this sinus mess, I've had everybody tell me every home remedy known to mankind. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm humbled. Uh, people care enough to uh, to let me know what to do about this. But it's uh, I, I did. This is the good news. A couple of things. I did see my doctor yesterday. I, uh, of course, it got worse last night. Uh, I did my checkup, I did all my blood tests and uh today everything is, is great. All my numbers were good. Uh everything was really good. He was really pleased. Uh, I do work out. So I but you know, I go through it once a once a year like everybody else and uh you know except for this sinus medicine. He knew all about this because I get it every year. Uh but I'm humbled and I appreciate my doctor. Doctor Voce is my personal doctor and I don't mind telling y'all he does a he does an excellent job, and I'm, I'm humbled to have him as my doctor So out. The second thing I want to mention is on September 22nd, uh, PBS public broadcast, the national public broadcast, and they've called me. They're going to come in on the 22nd of September. They are doing a big piece on why has Louisiana gone conservative or basically not conservative but Republican. And they have asked to come in and film a program. And uh, they're, gonna, they're doing a story. Now, they, they're talking to other candidates and other people, but he asked could he come in and film as much as they wanted to. Uh, so I'm going to let you all participate because they do want us to take some calls and put some folks on there. And this is on September 22nd, which I think is not this Friday, but the next Friday. So I'm letting y'all know that that, that, that when the guy offered this to me, he said, by the way, we did this in 1989 for Sean, with Sean Hannity in Georgia and Sean Hannity took off after that. Now I didn't, when he said that, I fell out laughing and he said, what you laughing at? I said, well, that may have happened to Sean Hannity, but remember I'm Moon Graffon. I live in Louisiana, (laughs) but he did tell me that I just thought it was intriguing that that ain't what I see happening, but they did want to focus on our program, and I'm, like I said, I'm humbled to, uh, to do it, and it is a national broadcast. It's not the local. It's the national public broadcast, and they'll let us know when it's out, so I want some of y'all to participate. We're going to take some calls and, and things of that nature. Let's jump gear. Scott McKay, the Hayrod joins us. Scott, how you doing, bud? Brandon, I don't hear Hello? Oh, there he is. Okay, good. Now, you hear me now? I got you now, brother. How you doing? Pretty good. Your voice holding up, buddy? Any at all? No, no. This is all on oh, you today. Okay, well. Scott, It is as it is, then, I guess. Uh, a, this is the Scott McKay show the rest of the time, I promise you. <laughs>
5: well, uh, I'll, I'll do what I can to help out.
3: Let's uh let's uh, jump gears. Let's jump gears on a couple things uh so they some pack comes out against Landry and a judge right. rude that they can't run it anymore. Tell us where we are with that first of all. Well,
5: and, and you'll remember this, this is from like 2 years ago and I the advocate had this piece about, you know, supposedly there was some wealthy donor and and Landry slow-walked the prosecution on Kitty porn with this guy um and the whole kind of story fell apart because at the end of the day i mean it's it's not that hard to find out if somebody's actually a campaign donor right they have websites (laughs) that report this stuff and you can look it up and it turned out that this supposed wealthy wealthy donor was not a donor to jeff landry um so like this whole thing went away and basically the deal was the guy was in some, you know, some, I don't know, was, uh, uh, alcohol rehab or drug rehab or something like that. He was sitting in in this clinic someplace, and they waited for him to get out, and then they arrested him, and he got prosecuted, and he went to jail. Um, so there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of there there, and yet this piece showed up in The Advocate, and it was, you know, I think it was probably put there by John Bell Edwards' people, um, but nothing much came of it. And then this pack out of D.C. goes and drops an ad over the weekend that has all this stuff in it, Um, you know, uh, basically accusing Jeff of being pedo friendly, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's like the kind of accusation, you know, and two things I thought were kind of. And I originally thought that this was John Bell Edwards' people doing this on behalf of Sean Wilson. And, mm-hmm. Which would have made a lot more sense than what actually happened, which is that this apparently is a pact that's affiliated with Waggus Pact. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I, so I, and I know what they're going after is, well, let's go peel conservative voters off of Landry. Right? But even if you can do that with an ad like this does it then follow that they're going to go to Wagaspac? Like that might actually help Schroeder or uh, Sharon Hewitt or maybe even Hunter Lundy more than it helps Wagaspac. So Mm. I kind of question the strategy on that. But then the other thing that that really kind of shows up to me is, here we go with the out-of-state consultants again Mm. who have never run races in Louisiana and just kind of do sort of boilerplate, you know, dumb messaging that doesn't really resonate with anybody, and they're basically just wasting somebody's money by putting this stuff on the air. Um, You know, and so like, I didn't think this thing was very effective even before the judge decided to take it down. Um, But, you know, it's like what you're getting. I mean, the first pack ad that that Wagaspac's team put out basically accused Jeff Landry of, of, being a response, of being responsible for the crime wave in the state, which everybody knows is the local police forces uh, uh, across Louisiana's problem, right? Yeah. Like, everybody understands that. And they say, oh, the attorney, attorney general's at fault for this. And it's like, well, he doesn't control the state police. Um, he doesn't have uh, jurisdiction, original jurisdiction on criminal cases, unless local DAs recuse themselves, generally speaking. So exactly how is it his fault? And, of course, they don't explain that. They just throw it out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's just, it's like lazy politics is what it comes off as.
3: Yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm not concerned about it at all. I just, I just saw it, and I'm going, here we go again. Less than uh, yeah. five weeks in the election. we got to have something to stir the pot. Well,
5: and then, you know, the other piece to this is it's like this was I mean, it's it's kind of a connect the dots type of allegation. And what I keep coming back to is the same thing as this this crap last week that you had with this board of ethics about how, oh, he took a plane flight for you know from a, a buddy of his who has no business in front of the state and in doing that he saved the taxpayers the cost of a plane flight to Hawaii you know like oh you know hang him high and it's like I, I, you guys do realize you're making him look clean by yeah. coming across with these allegations that are totally meaningless and you know and don't really come off as as bad it's like, I mean, I, I thought you said that Jeff was slimy and crooked and all this. Because, like, he's not. If this is all you have on him, then uh, he's, you know, he's about as clean a Louisiana politician as I've ever seen. Um, and I'm I'm waiting for somebody to come up with something that would shake that assumption of
3: mine. And I've yet to see it. Yeah. Scott McKay to hey Rod, You can check out all his work. And uh, he's got some good writers. And. And they they really are engaged in what's going on in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, Scott, it's uh, at this point with less than five weeks to go. Uh, I I I don't I don't know what anybody's even doing in an election. I think it's one of the most I've been doing this thirty years as you know, It's one of the most boring elections that I've ever seen. This it's just a boring election at this point. Right. Well, and, and by the way, you know, it, by the like, way. Do you think that the turnout, which was 36% last time in the runoff, you think we're going to climb there? Because I don't see people engaged like they were in the past. I really don't. No, I'll like I. I, 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 I I'll put it
5: this way. I think conservatives are engaged, uh, but I think sort of Joe six-pack voter is not. Um, my guess is you're probably going to have something just south of 40% in uh, – turnout for primary uh democrat voters are like they didn't even know there's an election going on uh yeah. because they barely have any candidates at all and so i think that that turnout's going to be super 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 light
3: scott, um, scott there's not a major democrat running in any statewide race not one and i'm including Poto. Ryan. Brandon. and I'll.
0: Paid for by the Fleming Campaign.
16: The race for Louisiana State Treasurer hasn't received much attention, but the choices are simple. A big spending political insider rhino who voted in the legislature to bust every spending cat that had been set. Or a leftist Democrat who has taken dead aim at the essential oil and gas jobs in Louisiana. Or... Dr. John Fleming, former deputy chief of staff for President Trump, an outspoken conservative in Congress, successful businessman, a military veteran. Dr. Fleming's conservative credentials has earned him the endorsement of the Louisiana GOP, as well as numerous parish GOP endorsements. John Fleming's candidacy has also won the support of Congressman Mike Johnson, Clay Higgins, and even Congressman Jim Jordan. There's no doubt who the conservative Republican is in the race for Louisiana Treasurer, Dr. John Fleming, tight-fisted with our tax dollars. Dr. John Fleming, Louisiana Treasurer.
3: Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Ragin' Cajun Original Cajun Seasoning. Folks, Asking for
15: that Ragin' Cajun. I'm Mike Francis, and I'm running for Secretary of State. I'm going to work as hard for you as I did with the great people that helped me build a leading energy business. We worked together as a team, and we got the job done. In Louisiana, we don't run from the challenges in front of us. We roll up our sleeves and we get the job done. I believe in you, and together we can move Louisiana forward. Vote for Mike Francis for Secretary of State. Paid for by Friends of Mike Francis. Hello, Katie Anna.
3: Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show, the voiceless Moon Graffon. I got 14 remedies to try when I get home. Everybody's been so nice, and I'm going to try them. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try every dang one of them, and I hope it works just fine. Before I get back to Scott, my special guest, Scott McKay, uh, I also want to b- bring up the point that uh, steinhome.com, steinhome.com, look, you're looking for building materials. How cool is it to go through a drive through lumberyard? I've been through it. You drive through, you say, here's three things I need, five things, whatever. You bring a trailer, you got your truck. They go get it, they put it, you pay for it, you drive right out. It's a cool business. This business has been around with 1,000 employees around the great state of Louisiana for a long time. Go to steinhome.com, steinhome.com. One thing they do is they're always running big sales. They got brochures. They sell hunting stuff. They're selling flowers. They're selling uh, appliances. They, you know, you want a good deal on a lawnmower. Right now is the time to buy Well, hold up. It's the end of the summer. I know that's when they make the best deals. SteinHome.com. It's a family business. A lot of great Louisiana people working in it. And let me tell you something. We need Louisiana companies like Stein. They grew from the ground up. Mr. Stein came back from World War II and said, what am I going to do? And this is what he started. All six sons are working in the business. It is a cool, cool business. And they are a great Louisiana company. Scott McCain, my, my special guest of uh, Scott, they, uh, I know the elections are a big deal, but there's, there's also some good down-ballot races, too. Secretary of State, and uh, that's one of them. Attorney General is, I think, a very important one as well.
5: Yeah, well, and, and that one, I think, you know, those, those down-ballot statewide races always tend to break late. Um, and I think Secretary of State and Attorney General are the two where you're going to see that. But, uh, you know, Liz Merle's going up on TV, and I don't know that anybody else in that race, uh, has the resources to go up on TV. So, uh, my guess is, is you're gonna start to see her emerge as the favorite in that race. I mean, from a resume standpoint, she has to be. I mean, she, you know, she's the only one, she's the attorney general, or the solicitor general of Louisiana, and she's argued five cases in front of the Supreme Court. I mean, yeah. Nobody else can claim that. And so it, I, 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 it'd be hard to, to see her not win in that race. Um, and I think in a week or two, you're going to start to see that become <laughs> sort of obvious, but you know, I mean, it's, it's those down ballot statewide races are, um, you know they they don't get a lot of attention, and in this race where the governor's race seems to be kind of boring, you'd think that they'd be looking for some drama somewhere. But uh, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not seeing any of this stuff. It just looks like you know things are going to be what they are, and and a lot of these races are going to get decided in the primary. I don't know, AG and Secretary of State will, but um, the rest of them are pretty much all done and the governor's race is you know uh, i mean whether it's the primary or the general i mean it looks like landry's got this thing more or less locked up so yeah down ballot is where it's at and really legislative races is where it's at
3: yeah the, the uh y'all y'all have endorsed i know uh you head up the uh freedom caucus i want you to talk a yeah, little the freedom bit freedom about caucus this pack sure yeah, yeah i want the pack i'm sorry i, I want to talk a little bit about the senate race i mean Uh, There was a great piece in your paper about uh, uh, with Alan Seaball and the coaches running against Alan Seaball. And if everybody looked at who was supporting the coach, they would run away from the coach. Not that he's not a nice guy. It's just that, uh, you know, we need somebody that's proven. And Alan Seaball is so proven. Blake Miguez is so proven. Valerie Hodges is so proven. I can go on and on. Just real quick, just a rundown of some of the Senate races that you're watching that you feel like these conservatives really need to win this if we're going to change the Senate.
5: Well, I, you know, yeah. And and you and I have talked about this before. It bears repeating. The Senate is the factory of sadness in Louisiana's legislature. And it has been for a very long time. Uh, that's where the just unconscionable... Uh, you know, spending that goes on that keeps Louisiana from having a competitive economy, uh, with Texas and Florida and Tennessee. We can't cut taxes because the Senate won't, you know, scrub the budget. Every year the budget comes from the House and it's a, uh, you know, at least somewhat realistic budget and the Senate proceeds to blow the thing up through the sky. So you've got to get people in, you know, in the Senate who at least, you know, kind of maybe learned in the House how to be uh, budget warriors, which CBAW absolutely is one, uh, which Miguez is absolutely one. Uh, Ray Garofalo, who's running for the state Senate over in, in uh, you know the, that District 1 that, that is uh, currently sharing Hewitt's district. Uh, Garofalo is another one. Valerie's one. I mean, you have people who have kind of cut their teeth in the House um, and are now running for the Senate to try to change that body and turn it into something Uh, akin to what the house is so when you have a budget coming out of the house that is trying to shrink government or at least manage the size of it uh, that it doesn't explode in the Senate because look you and I have talked about this a million times the house puts a budget out that's not bad it gets to the Senate, they sit on it until the last minute, and then they they lard it up with a bunch of crap, and then they throw it back at the House with hours to spare before the legislative session is supposed to end, and then people in the House are voting for a budget they they hadn't even read, and have no idea what's in it, because it's either that, or you have to wait and have a special session. Um, And then everybody complains about these guys not doing their job. Well, this is a Senate problem. It always has been uh, that that's the fountain of bad leadership that we have in the state. And right now, it's a culture in that building. I mean, people actually get uh, to the Senate and you think they're going to be good. And four years later, you, know, you realize that they're absolutely part of the problem. Well. You know, it's hard to get people to run for the state Senate because those races are a little bit like the U.S. Senate. They're all money races. Um, And so, you know, now you got to you got to you got to beat some incumbents. And uh, in the case of CBAW, you don't have to beat an incumbent. You've got a basketball coach that's never seen the inside of the state capitol and is thrown in with a bunch of Democrat trial lawyers who are backing him. Um and so it's you know, it's a conservative reformer against the status quo crowd. And in, in uh in Senate District Twenty Two, which is Blake Niguez's race, yeah, he's running against a guy who's a you know, a sugar cane farmer, but what he really is is he's a uh he's kind of a, a sugar baby for uh the Paige Cortez and Clay Sheck's not a crowd. Yep. Um
3: don't forget you money know, bags, and from and the greaser, yeah. The old guy, old God, yeah. they've hurt us for a long time. Yeah, and I mean,
5: I, you know, at some point you've got to break the power of that status quo crew or you're just never going to get better. Um, and, you know, and, and these guys are I mean, they're they're not giving up. They've co-opted some people. I mean, there's another race up in northwest Louisiana. Uh, Adam Bass, who was uh, or is the um, the chair of the school board in in Bozier, which was the first one that that opened back up and basically defied the state during covid and said no you know we're going to actually give our kids an education uh so i mean you know he he showed some stones he's running against robert mills uh who four years ago we thought was going to be a conservative reformer and and now i mean every one of the the Yeah, the center right groups that backed Mills against Ryan Gaddy four years ago have all gone away from him because he's basically thrown in with Gaddy and some of these uh, the status quo bunch. I call him Regal Rob because he has a castle in Naples, Florida, that he lives, and he has basically no doesn't
3: understand his district at all anymore. No, no, I got to go, Scott. Thanks. Uh, Mills has no guts, and it's already proven. Thank you, sir. We'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. Go feel better, Moon. All right. Thank you, man. I feel great. I wish the voice would get better. See you tomorrow, folks.
0: for the St. Francis Medical Center Foundation's Two Cars, Two Winners Giveaway. Tickets are on sale at all Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union locations. Creed & Creed, Sparks Nissan, Kia, Ventro Toyota, and St. Francis Medical Center's Gift Shop and Community Health Center. Buy your ticket online at saintfrancom cars by noon, September 8th, and you can win $5,000 in the Creed & Creed Early Bird drawing. $50 gets you a chance to win a new Toyota 4Runner SR5 Premium or a Nissan Titan Pro 4X. Plus, you could also win five thousand dollars from creed and creed don't wait get your ticket today and qualify for your chance to win five thousand dollars extra from creed and creed drawing for the new 2023 toyota four runner or nissan titan truck will be october 24th so don't wait to buy your tickets get them today and support st francis medical centers women's children's and critical care services
6: show that's not immune to facts the dan bongino show I'm here on news talk
10: 96.5 KPL.
3: news talk 96.5 K-P-E-L, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
11: This is a Fox News alert. President Biden under investigation in the U.S. House. I'm Lisa Brady.
9: I am directing our
11: House committee to
9: open a formal
11: impeachment inquiry
9: to President Joe Biden.
11: House Speaker Kevin McCarthy calls it a logical next step, giving committees full investigative power after previous House probes found what he calls a culture of corruption around the Biden family. The
9: American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family.
11: The White House has accused House Republicans of wasting time and money with congressional probes of Hunter Biden dating back to the president's time as vice president. President Biden continues to deny any involvement in his son's business dealings. Special assistant to the president Ian Sams says in nine months of investigating House Republicans have turned up no evidence of wrongdoing. He was already dangerous. Now escaped killer Danilo Cavalcante is also armed in Pennsylvania after stealing a rifle from a garage last night. The homeowner was there. The
7: homeowner drew a pistol and fired at Cavalcante as he fled with the rifle.
11: State Police Lieutenant George Bivens says there had been a sighting along a wood line a few hours earlier.
7: A Border Patrol tactical team was also in the immediate vicinity and went directly to the location of the sighting. They observed footprints in some mud which were identical to the prison shoes worn by Cavalcante.
11: The prison shoes were later found and work boots were stolen from another homeowner's porch. It's day 13 of the search. It's official for the New York Jets. A source tells the Associated Press quarterback Aaron Rodgers does have a torn Achilles tendon confirmed by an MRI today and will likely miss the rest of the season after being injured on just his fourth snap in a Jets uniform during last night's season opener. America is listening to Fox News.
9: More than 38,000 U.S. veterans are experiencing homelessness across our nation. Through its Homeless Veteran Program, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is providing housing assistance and services to U.S. veterans in need. Over 500 veterans helped last year, more than 2,000 to receive help this year. If you or someone you know is a veteran who is homeless or at risk of homelessness, complete the inquiry form at T2T.org. Or donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t 2